everyone, and welcome to Commander Kitchen. Here at the kitchen, we discuss flavorful deck builds from the Archive Arcanum, decks built with the topic in mind. This week, we're looking at the recipe for a deck dedicated to the classic adventure movie, The Goonies. To hear more on that topic, make sure you tune into the documentary podcast for the deck, whereas here, we're going to dive into how the deck works. As usual, we're going to be looking at the flavor and the five ingredients of the deck, our goals, how to achieve our goals in a timely fashion, protecting our goal pieces whilst removing our opponents' pieces, ensuring we can find the ingredients we need to win, and, of course, our mana base. The actual deck list can be found in the show notes below, whereas the episode will focus on the key cards so that you can find cards to make the recipe your own. The commander for this deck is Sephiris of the Hidden Ways. Sephiris is a 2-3 legendary human wizard for one white, one blue, and one black with two abilities. The first... Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, venture into the dungeon. This ability triggers only once each turn. And second, whenever you complete a dungeon, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Based on our commander's abilities, we have two primary goals. Get our creatures into the graveyard from play, our hand, or our library, then get them back into play for ultimate value. Outvaluing our opponents is definitely a priority of the deck, but for me personally, I play the deck with the goal of completing all three dungeons. Each dungeon represents one chapter in the Goonies story. Cradle of the Death God is their escape from the Lighthouse Lounge, even having Sloth join the party once you complete it. Lost Mine of Phandelver is their adventure under the town and through the secret tunnels, all the while evading vicious booty traps. Yeah, th that's what I said, booby traps. Dungeon of the Mad Mage is our final chapter, boarding and freeing the Inferno from her long-hidden resting place. Sephiris, representing Mikey, is definitely adept at helping us dungeon crawl, but we'll make it a lot further with the rest of the Goonies in tow. Barrowin of Clan Undor as Chunk, Nadar Selfless Paladin as Brand, and Hamapashar Ruinseeker as Andy all directly help with venturing, while Atris Oracle of Half-Truth as Mouth, Eloise Nefalia Sleuth as Steph, and Oswald Fiddlebender as good old Data help indirectly. The more Goonies we manage to get out onto the board, the easier it will be for us to achieve our self-imposed alternate win condition. That said, a non-win isn't everybody's thing, but this deck can surprise our opponents in the value department, so without further ado, let's get to the griddle. Alright everyone, look alive, starting with the goals of the deck, please. In order to make sure we get to venture, having cards like Doom Whisperer or Radiant Solar are a definite asset. There actually happen to be a small handful of angels and demons in this deck, and for me, they represent the constant battle of up there versus down here in the movie. Throughout the sections of the deck, we find a number of sacrifice outlets as well. Ruthless Knave does provide us with some rampant card draws, so having a hard time deciding where to put him, I've added him here as an example of another way to fill the yard. Also, how good is an adventure through hidden passageways really without a secret door or maybe even a barrier of bones? Though there is some great recursion built into our commander, we also want to make sure that everything that goes into the yard can come right back out. Classics like Animate Dead or False Demise are definitely included, but being that we want creatures to trigger our commander, strong includes like Doomed Necromancer or Sun Titan are pluses as well. Not to mention that cards like Apprentice Necromancer and Karmic Guide will give us multiple triggers off of one casting. I like to think of these creatures as the waves of treasure hunters past that all sought out One-Eyed Willie's treasure, only to have failed and some even to have disappeared. Hmm, ominous. Now, I've also included some artifact recursion pieces like Junk Diver and Mirror Retriever, as we have a good number of artifacts and artifact creatures in the other deck sections that will be handy to pull back from the graveyard. 
These pieces represent all of my favorite character Data's little inventions. And if you're looking to power up the deck, switching out the artifact synergies for stronger synergy cards might be a good place to start. Now, some of our venture mechanic creatures rely on attacking or even dealing our opponent's damage in order to trigger, so naturally, there are a few key pieces of evasion in the deck. Be it those creatures themselves, Midnight Pathlighter or Yuan-Ti Malison, or artifacts like Skeleton Key or Thieves Tools. These are ingredients that will ensure that, while outvaluing our opponents, we can also sneak through for some integral damage. Alright, good pace everyone, moving on to ramp now. Being that this is a more casual deck, if we do want to make it through our three dungeons before the game is over, we need to ensure we have a solid ramp base. Classics like Soul Ring and Arcane Signet are easy includes, though we also have some fun ones like Dungeon Map and Soldevi Adnate. Back on the fact that we want to ensure that we're getting creatures into the graveyard, strong ads like Ashnod's Altar really help us get going. Now you gotta have a few pirates in this deck, and a mighty strong include is our sacrifice buddy, Pitiless Plunderer. Getting treasure any time one of our creatures dies is gonna end up a definite positive for us. Great work, looking now for interaction. Along our journey to find Willie and his trove of treasure, we will encounter our own in-game version of the Fratellis, our opponents. How do we make sure we achieve our goals before they do? With a good dash of interaction. The bulk of the cards in this section lean more to flavor than synergy, but they can still be quite effective at slowing our opponents down. Cards like Path of Peril have both flavor and synergy, though others like Consuming Tide or Crush of Tentacles definitely lean more on the flavor. Now, if you don't get the flavor reference for the latter, make sure you check out the documentary podcast episode on this deck or the extra features of the movie itself. That should help make some sense of it. Another angel in the deck is Angel of the Ruins, who is both a strong recursion target, but also an easy way to trigger our commander with its cycling ability. Cycling in general is another possible way to take this deck if you are so inclined to make changes to the deck list or create your own altogether. Alright, let's not fall behind. Next up we have draw and selection, please. Now, I'll admit there's not as much card draw selection in this deck as I generally like, but I do feel that depending on how strong you want your deck to be, a few less is okay. That said, draw and selection would be great add-ins if you're looking to remove the artifact synergies I mentioned earlier. Great recursion targets like Wall of Omens or Muldrifter are great includes here, not to mention that Muldrifter can trigger our commander when cast for its evoke cost. Cards that let us sacrifice creatures like Deadly Dispute and Skullport Merchant play double duty as well. Another double duty card, Faithful Mending, can also be cast again from the graveyard with its flashback cost, so like, quadruple duty. Good work everyone, last one almost through, land please. Being a three color deck, we do need to make sure there is a fair amount of color balancing in our mana base. Classics like Command Tower and Arcane Sanctum are auto-includes, as well as budget fetches like Evolving Wilds or Esper Panorama. Specific to the deck goals, I've included Dungeon Descent and High Market to help get some extra venture triggers off of our commander when times get tough. Another great add, if you have one to spare, would be Phyrexian Tower. Now, the dish. Overall, this deck, though perhaps not the most powerful, definitely has some fun aspects to it. If you are looking to have a more competitive version of the deck, removing some of the artifact synergies as noted before can definitely help. Make sure you're switching them out for more pieces that add to the graveyard and recursion engine with cards like Buried Alive and, and Tomb, as well as Victimize and Unburial Rites. Some additional draw and recursion cards like Forbidden Alchemy or Village Rites would definitely help to power up the deck too. Now, no matter how you build or play it, I definitely think this deck is a fun and flavorful dish, where you won't get tired of bringing the leftovers out, and then sacrificing them again. 
Thanks everyone for tuning in to Commander Kitchen. And remember, if variety is the spice of life, then try not to stay too salty. I'll see you at the table.